I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another edition of Know Your Enemy. My name is Michael Beck, Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and joined, as always, by one Mr. Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm a little riled up tonight, Michael. Oh, I can <laughs> believe it. I can definitely believe it. Before we get started, we will have a guest. Um, they will be coming on in a couple minutes' time, but we wanted to chat about the game a little bit. And But before we even get to that, I want to wish uh, one Mr. Brian Anthony Davis, our prog- podcast producer, uh, uh, a very happy birthday. I-, I believe it's his 39th birthday once again. Uh, so happy birthday to Brian. Uh, ho- hope you're out there watching, Brian. Happy birthday. But uh, Jeffrey, I know there's a whole lot you want to get off your chest when it comes to that game. So I will turn the floor to you, and uh, you can take it away, sir. All right. I, I've i had it with uh, all the talk about the Steelers being, are they overrated at 11-0? First off, 11-0 isn't a rating. It's a record. Like, they won those games. You're 11-0 because you won them. Like, you can be overrated in the power rankings. You can be overrated when someone makes a list of the top 10 teams. You can't be overrated in the standings. That's what you actually did. I want to, want to say that first, but also people were like, you know, are the Steelers the worst 11-0 team? Or or they, they act like 11-0 is some, like, sacred thing that do the Steelers really deserve to be in this category of 11-0 teams when nine teams have been 11-0 since the night, since in the last 30 years? Nine. That's almost one every three seasons. Like, someone makes it to 11-0. It's not, like, a huge, rare occasion, right? They just You just have to win your games. And all of them, every single one of them, has an easy schedule, and every single one of them has close games against a weak opponent. I want to actually go through a few of them. I'm going to start with the 2007 Patriots, who actually pulled off, went 16-0, and 
and I'm not even going to talk about what they did in the playoffs, but they were blowing out everyone. And they're the, like the standard of like a 16 and 0 team should be dominating people and putting up records and setting records for scores and point differential. That team beat the five and five Eagles at the time that would finish the season eight and eight by three points. John Harbaugh's worst year as a head coach, 2007 Ravens, they finished the season five and 11. They lost to the Patriots by three that season. Patriots had to score a touchdown in the last minute. Baltimore was going to beat them, right? That's the 2007 Patriots. They're the, oh, everyone looks at them. They had two losses to, to 500 or worse, or two wins to buy over 500 worse teams by three or four points, right? Close games. They did that. Uh, you can go to like the 2005 Indianapolis Colts. They start off 11 and 0. They end up, I think, 14 and 2. They get to 13 and 0. Lose to the Chargers. The Chargers were a playoff seed, but that team, that team was 11 and 0. They were a great team. And if you look back at history, that is the best Peyton Manning team. That is the best team Peyton Manning had. Offense, defense, they were stacked. They went through it in the regular season. Looked great. 14 and 2. They make it to the playoffs. Their first game in the playoffs is against the Steelers, 2005 Steelers team that was miserable all season until the end of the season. Didn't even look like they were going to make the playoffs. Won a bunch of games to make the playoffs, and they go in there and beat the Colts. Like, 11-0 didn't matter. 11-0 didn't matter for the Colts. It didn't mean a thing. And then you have other teams that actually took 11-0, and they go to the Super Bowl. Like, uh, 1991, Washington Redskins did it. They made it to 11-0. Game 12 is against the 6-5 and five Dallas Cowboys. Washington's great. Cowboys are awful. And they lose to the Cowboys. Like, they lose to a division rival who's bad to break their streak. Still won the Super Bowl. Still did it. 1998, Denver Broncos gets to 13-0. This is John Elway's like second run for a championship. They get to 13-0. They go and they face the 5-8 and eight New York Giants and lose to Kent Graham. Like... Like this is this is what nobody goes undefeated. Nobody does this. Like if you you're not going to go through a 16 game season and every game is brilliant or great. It just doesn't happen. You can go back to 19 like 1995, right? The Dallas Cowboys that beat the Steelers in the in the Super Bowl. They lost twice to the Washington Redskins that year. Redskins were six and ten that season, four and ten against the rest of the league, two and zero against the Super Bowl champion Dallas Cowboys. Like there's no there's no nothing they do. There's no there's no formula in the regular season that gets you success for like the postseason. And that's, that's my main point. I want to say with all of this rant, okay, is that there are exactly two things that the regular season record determines. Your regular season determines exactly two things and nothing more. One is who makes the playoffs. That's the important thing. Make the playoffs. And the second thing is draft order. We don't care about draft order. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. 11 and 0 means we are one win away from clinching the playoffs. We could go one and four the rest of the season and make the playoffs. And that, and people would be like, oh, if we do that, we're definitely not winning the Super Bowl. Well, there was a Super Bowl team not that long ago who went one and four at the end of their season and then won the Super Bowl. It was the Baltimore Ravens in 2012. They ended their season going one and four and then won the Super Bowl. Like there, there's no all you there's there's no formula here. There's nothing you do in the regular season. Nothing you do in the regular season can determine the result of a playoff game. Nothing. So the goal of the Steelers is to win a Super Bowl 
All 11-0 really means, all it means is we are one game away from clinching the playoffs. We're going to make it to the playoffs. That's it. That's, that's all that matters. None of the other stuff really matters. And when you get to the playoffs, you find a way to win. I mean, you'd love to say, yeah, we want to be healthy. We want to be playing our best. That, that doesn't always work either. You know, you get to the playoffs, then just win the game. Then just win each game and that you face. That's all that matters. Uh, so people, people sweating, are we going to lose to somebody? Don't worry. It doesn't matter. We could lose to Washington. We could lose to Cincinnati. We could do. We could go one and four and win. Like, I don't win know the AFC North. Yeah, win the AFC North. Yeah, like it doesn't. None of that really matters. So, take a chill pill for a second. Everyone, just relax a bit for the rest of this season. We're gonna make the playoffs, and we're gonna see what happens after that. Teams have made won the Super Bowl, losing key players on the way. Teams have gone to the Super Bowl incredibly healthy and lost. Like, it, there's no formula here. There's none. Like, the, when the Steelers went to the playoffs, they had Antonio Brown, they had other people healthy, and then they made it to the Cincinnati game lost everybody. Lost Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown in that game. Still almost beat the Denver Broncos. Like, you can't control these things. Just, just we got to ride out this season, get to the playoffs, win games in the playoffs. You cannot win a playoff game in the regular season. You can't do it. And on top of that, with this weird COVID season, if we hit playoff time, and who even knows? Some team yeah. some team could just be hammered. And it's not like the NFL could, could really push games very far in the playoffs. Yeah. If it's one team, sorry, might mean your season's done. Yeah. It really, like, legitimately. Yeah. We talked about that at the beginning of the season. A lot of people were saying it. Whoever handles this weird season the best is going to be the one that wins. They're going to be the team that does it. And the Steelers, look, we're not the best team, but we're handling the situation really well, and we're 11-0. You know, we're we're not playing our best football right now. It's it, And it's that seems to change by, like, the quarter. You could be like, you know what, this quarter we're a terrible football team. The next quarter we're amazing. We're the best team in the league. Next quarter, I don't know what we are. You know, like, you don't even know who this team is until they're actually playing. Exactly. Now, before I send this invite out to our special guest for the evening, I do have a question on top of that. All that said, should the Steelers be embarrassed from that win? Like they still won the game, but should they should they feel any sort of embarrassment or something along those lines because of how it uh, ended up against a team that they really shouldn't have been close with? I think they should feel kind of like Mike Tomlin was saying, like it's unacceptable. That is unacceptable. But to me, I, I don't actually feel that bad about the game. I expected really awful football. Um, anytime you get a weird day of the week game, Thursday football. Is usually the worst football of the week. Uh, those games where they would go to London and everything was thrown off, all your plans, everything was weird and different. Teams would just go out there and play the worst football you would see all year from that team. Well, Wednesday, when the team got, you know, the game gets moved a bunch of times and they're playing, you know, 340, the afternoon, the after school special time slot. Like, I expected bad football. I didn't know if it would be like, the Ravens are just terrible, and so it doesn't matter that the Steelers aren't playing well. Or, you know, one player just has a great game, and that swings the game. I didn't know what was going to happen. I just expected bad football, and what we saw was bad football. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what we got there. Now, uh, before our guest comes on here, 
I, I think it's starting to get to the point of the year where, uh, regardless or not, if it matters, uh, almost start talking about that that sixteen and zero number. Uh, when you look at it right now, is that is is that still possible? Is that something that could happen? And is that something that has to happen if they need uh, if they want to get that first overall uh, um, landing spot in the AFC and if they want that bye week? I don't. I don't. I don't even care about the bye week. Like I don't. At this point, I'm like I don't care. Bring the playoffs. We're we're ready for the playoffs. We just got to survive the rest of this season, make it through. Um, sixteen and zero is possible. I I really don't care if they make it to sixteen and zero because if if they you know if you get sixteen and zero and you win the Super Bowl, you're the Super Bowl champs, and all it's going to do is people are going to be like, "Is this the best team ever?" Is the Steelers you're going to get is the Steelers are the most overrated nineteen and zero team in history. That's what you're going to get. If the Steelers go nineteen and zero and win the Super Bowl, you're going to get they're the worst team to ever go nineteen and zero. We're going to be the best team. Yeah, and you're also going to spend your entire week before the Super Bowl hearing about the New England Patriots. Yeah. If they go 16-0 and and make it to the Super Bowl at 18-0, and all you will hear about is the New England Patriots. You'll be looking at Tom Brady highlights for a solid week. So, yeah, I don't even care. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't. It's interesting. I was diving into the stats of, of this whole uh, the playoff seating. It is extremely weird how like that number one seed can be determined in this situation because the Steelers and Chiefs have barely played any of the same teams. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's less than four teams, so it, it throws everything out of whack. The one game the Steelers can lose here on out and still make the the champ or the that first overall. Uh, spot in the AFC is against Washington. If they lose yep. one AFC game and they finish 15 to one and so do the chiefs, they are the number two seed. That, that's what, that's what it is. That, that's yep. what I've seen. If the Steelers have to go to Kansas city, it, it, does that change? Does that change anything for you? Or is that, is that an issue? Oh, Kansas city is a nightmare home or horror away. They are going to be a problem. Uh, and really, really at this point with, with the players, we, we are down on defense with Devin Bush missing. With with now T- Bud Dupree out, what it tells me is when we go to face Kansas City, it isn't a story of our defense holds Kansas City in check and our offense scores enough to win. It's our offense is going to have to win a game. They're going to have to score with Kansas City because this defense is going to do okay, but they're not going to be able to stop Kansas City and shut them down with the players we're missing. They're just not going to be able to do it probably. And speaking of players who are missing, oh, actually, we will uh, turn it over. Our special guest has uh, has arrived, Mr. Brian Stab. I hope I said that right from Hogshaven. Brian, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having oh, me. Apologies we... for, I don't know, what technical difficulties. We'll oh, no, you are right on time. Uh, in fact, a, a minute or two early from uh, from when I said uh, we'd have you on. But, uh, Brian, uh, as as you come on here, um, What's what's the vibe with the Washington football team tied at the top of the conference? What's uh what's uh what's everyone feeling uh for this team? If only there was a consistent feeling to feel. Um, <laughs> I think it has been very much uh, a roller coaster of a season. I mean, this is this year has been so long for them going back to everything from the off season and then. Uh, you know, no training camp. That's something that everyone had to deal with, obviously. And then just stumbling straight out of the gate, you know, having Coach Rivera getting you know, his cancer diagnosis and all that sort of at the same time as they're bringing a new coach. It might be a new quarterback. There was a lot, a lot of turmoil this year. As of now, 
coming off a win that I don't think very many people could have anticipated. I think there is some some sense a sense of optimism, um, measured optimism. I mean, no one no one has disillusions about what this team is, but uh, we've been worse, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Brian? I'm going to turn the same question to you because I, I think the vibe in Pittsburgh's a whole lot worse, and the records are are very different at this point. What let's would you trade. say? Let's swap you. Okay. <laughs> we'll take your guys and your record. You can have our guys. No questions asked. Okay. <laughs> Jeffrey, do you think the Steelers can turn it around in this week? Yeah. I, I last week to me was an anomaly. It's just Wednesday, weird game. You know, it's got moved all those times. It's just a weird, weird day of the week game that the Steelers came out completely flat. Uh, so I don't, I don't think it's a trend. I think it's more – the thing that worries me more about this game is that, is that Washington, uh, they've got some young talent, they've got some playmakers, and it, and it looks like a team that kind of was like, oh, wait, we can win games? And then came into Dallas and was like, no, we, we can win games. Like, we can do this. Uh, and that's, that's a lot of momentum. That's a lot of energy. They've had some time off. They've had a little bit extra time to, to look at the Steelers to really get this together. Uh, I would not be surprised to come out and get punched by a ma- in the mouth by a team that is, is more talented than their record uh, that has suddenly figured out, oh, wait, we can actually have success in this league. Great. Now, Brian, uh, of course, like I said, tied atop that NFC East. Um, do you feel like this team has a real chance at uh, taking the division? This is something I battled with a little bit because <laughs> every instinct in my body and every every – thing that I know about this team says no of course not but everything else around I mean the NFC East right this year has been just an abysmal joke Uh, I guess this week they locked it up in aggregate that they would finish the division would finish with a sub 500 record so there's no way that the teams together could be better than 500 as a group it's pathetic I, it's just really a question of like, do I trust Philadelphia and Dallas and New York to be even worse? And I've seen them do some dumb stuff too. I've seen them really struggle. So do I think Washington could back their way into, into a a division championship, presumably with a losing record based on what I've seen beyond them? Yeah, I think it, it could happen. It could happen. And, And we're going to feel pretty weird about it. Like, you know, like, okay, what's, what are the Kings of S mountain? Um, what does that get you? But it could happen. And Jeffrey going up against a potential uh, d- division leader as well, as we've seen the Steelers, of course, like, like we've already said, they struggled mightily yesterday. Um, what are they got to do to change or what are they got to do to be successful this week? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go right to Mike Tomlin and say, not suck. They ha- that's the starting point is, you know, when the ball hits you in the hands, try to catch it, you know, yeah. don't just, don't just bat it back or like Eric Ebron and Deontay Johnson were both doing as you're before the ball even touches your hand, start looking at the, start looking away. Like, Oh, where am I going to run? Like, look, the catch in, go back to fundamentals, get, get this thing going on, on defense, play smart. Like that, like they played a really, really good game on defense, and then all of a sudden, for one play, they were like, you know, we're gonna, we're just gonna be stupid, you know, we're gonna gamble. Terrell Edmonds is gonna gamble. Minka Fitzpatrick, I, like he has him, 
Make if Fitzpatrick had him and just and like Hollywood's like gives a little cut like that and Minka just spins around on the field. He didn't fall down, but it was pretty bad. Like those are three really good players. And they just looked stupid on that play. It was like, what are you doing? We we can't have things like that happen. Uh and, and we we should we should win this game. I do think that Washington is actually a closer team to us. Than, than people realize when you look at the record. Uh, I think Dave Schofield had it great on his uh, Stat Geek, on his Stat Geek podcast. He was talking about how close, if you look at team numbers and you look at where they rank, these teams have a lot of areas where they're really close. They're very similar. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I think Washington's a tough team and we're playing them a short week and they've got some momentum on their side. So I think it's a good challenge. Now, this Washington football team, they've battled a ton of adversity this year, clearly. Um, obviously, I, one of the biggest stories of the year, Alex Smith coming back. So, Brian, can you talk about Alex Smith since he's come back, how he's been as kind of a leader and how he's been on uh, on the field? I think um, there is no one who thought he was going to do as well as he's done. Not to say he's he's blown the world apart. I mean, he's, he's frankly at times looks looked very shockingly nervous, like tenuous, but he has progressed in the same way that the team around him has progressed. Um, there was definitely a game or two where collectively anytime someone put a hand on him, you know, our, our the pits of our stomach, you know, we're, we're, you got butterflies. It's terrifying. You saw, if anyone saw what happened to him when yeah. he got hurt, and I had the misfortune of watching that one live and really wishing I, I hadn't. And then the, uh, the documentary that they did sort of over this offseason and tracing his trajectory back, it is – I cannot imagine anyone else winning Comeback Player of the Year. I think that there's no way anyone could have won it, even after he took one snap by coming back out there. He was, by all accounts, you know, his life was in danger. And so the fact that he's quarterbacking a professional football team and doing it at a – at the level that he is, is um, it's pretty remarkable. Obviously, he has a long way to go, and it's unclear sort of what his ceiling now is. He's in the la- you know the latter stages of his career, uh, but I think we're all just really grateful that he's able to do what he's doing, and he has shown a lot of heart and a lot of pride. I think in in himself and in the team, and to be able to do that, like I think the fans are equally as proud of him. You know, totally. And as someone, obviously, a Steeler fans going into this year before uh, before we knew Alex Smith was even coming back, I, I think Steeler fans were kind of expecting that award, kind of been leaning towards Ben Roethlisberger coming back from his his elbow. But that's sure. that's nowhere near to the level of what Alex Smith has gone through. Jeffrey, what, what do you think Alex Smith means to that team? Him coming back, and what 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 do uh, the challenges the Steelers face with him there as that starting quarterback? Well, he's a steadying presence. He's that kind of guy. You know, he's been multiple places and he's he's done it. He's been able to win everywhere he's gone. He's been good. Not He's not a great quarterback, but he's a good quarterback and he has that stability. He's going to get the ball to people. Um, he's, he's, he's not quite as mobile as he was when he was uh, younger. No. <laughs> uh, he's, he's not that guy anymore, but he, he is. He has that leadership. He has it going. Uh He's one of those situations where, you, where, where you're the Steelers and you're facing a team uh, with a quarterback and you're like, what we really want to do is, is get to him and, and kind of hit him and make him, you know, maybe think about 
taking hits. And at the same time, I'm like, no, we don't want to do that. Like, it's Alex Smith. Just leave yeah. him alone. Just, you know, <laughs> kind of like let him go. He's a good dude and try not to kill him. Uh, but, no, it's 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 going to be – I think he brings that veteran presence. He brings good leadership. He's, he, but he is not – I don't think it's a good – matchup for him in the in the way that the Steelers can bring a pass rush. I don't I don't think that's good. I, he's a quarterback you want to just hit. Uh, Brian, speaking of these uh, Washington quarterbacks, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Now, he obviously loses the starting spot uh, earlier in the year. I think even prior to that, the, the rumors of him possibly being on the trade block is something that's floated around for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's obviously the rumors that there, there's even a, a small contingency uh, of Steelers fans that were hoping uh, the Steelers could make a move to hopefully make him the successor to Big Ben. Mm. Is he still that kind of number two guy in Washington? Is his days numbered or what's going on with uh, Dwayne? This has been such a weird thing with him i mean he's named the the starter in camp despite sort of not really having one um you know frankly was put in last season i i thought that that was a huge mistake to sort of throw him to the wolves a little bit he didn't look very good last year and it sort of i think maybe started to rattle his confidence is anointed the starter in the preseason and then by all accounts and this is nothing that has been said you know ron rivera hasn't said anything like this just he kind of stopped he didn't show the same level of hunger that he didn't. This is the perception that like he, he didn't seem like he really wanted to keep the job and was making mistakes, but sort of thought that he was that spot was his and he couldn't lose it. Frankly, the fact that, you know, he is another seemingly hand picked guy by Dan Snyder. You've seen, he's seen the guys before him who get sort of that favored treatment and he knows that there's nothing he can do. He's untouchable the ownership will always choose their guys over the coaches. And I think this opportunity, this was sort of when Ron Rivera came in and really put his foot down and said, no, like this guy isn't doing it for me. Not only is he not my backup, he's my third string quarterback. I mean, he was dropped to three when Kyle Allen came in and started a few games before suffering injury. And clearly there is a lot going on there. The relationship um, doesn't, didn't go how anybody thought it was going to. But by all accounts now, you know, you see him in these games on the sideline. He's pumping his guys up. There was an opportunity, a play where Alex Smith got tackled out of bounds and Dwayne Haskins runs over and picks him up by the shoulder pads and pats him on the back. Very, you know, very visible. And everyone's sort of seeing this. And so thinking like, okay, maybe he gets back in good graces. But I mean, it's, he's, it seems like he's got a big hole to dig his way out of. And you hope you don't cut bait on someone with that draft pedigree, but he definitely, did not look good when he was starting and evidently there were more things going on behind the scenes that led to this sort of fall from grace. Right now, Brian, I'm going to come right back at you uh, this time with the running back Antonio Gibson. Uh, he's exploded on the scene. I, I'm sure there's a ton of Steeler fans that don't know who this guy is. So what can we kind of expect out of this guy in this matchup? And uh, how has he been able to be so successful as a, as a rookie? It's funny because he did not start hot and, uh, they, you know, they started the season with JD McKissick and Peyton Barber, basically as the one, two. And the word was, this guy's really good. We have to give him some opportunities to learn the system. We promise just be patient. And a lot of people, myself included, were saying, well, I, how can I trust you to be, tell me to be patient with a guy? Like I've heard this before and these guys don't pan out. And early on, you know, they started working him in. 
he's he was a wide receiver in college and so he's still trying to learn the position so he didn't look good and i think it was sort of like oh gosh they just don't have anyone to support this run game there's no run game here and he has started to put the pieces together and you can see that he's incredibly physically gifted he's a hard worker you can tell but his ability to make reads at the nfl level it's just taken him a little bit of time and he has gotten better pretty much his his if he mapped his carries and his progression and his abilities, it's, it's almost linear. It's a straight line. He's every time he touches the football, he, he starts to learn something new and, and progress. And he's becoming a really nice option for him. Uh, and not in a receiving way so much just yet. That's still McKissick's uh, area of expertise, but you know, this guy has a wide receiver pedigree. He's going to be sort of a more dual threat as he progresses. Now, Jeffrey, before we get to our halfway mark of the podcast here, how can the Steelers stop the run, especially after losing one Alvin Bud Dupree? Yeah, that's that's going to be a little bit of a tough mark over there on 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 our right side of our defense because of Bud Dupree is a great. He's he is one of the elite run stopping uh, edge defenders in the in the NFL. Highsmith is really good too, though. He he's already shown he's he's really good. I. I'm kind of thinking that we might see Chris Wormley over there. Mm. Uh, the Steelers like to run some four, three looks. Everyone's seen them where TJ water, Bud Dupree drop back and is one of the linebackers. Uh, we just saw Williamson, uh, the guy, the guy we brought in, we just saw him play a lot more snaps last week. So we're, we kind of have a situation where we could do three inside linebackers, Bud Dupree outside, uh, you know, on one side. And then, you know, you get a Chris Wormley or a Cam Hayward over there as as the edge. That'll work. You know, we we can do that. Some it's gonna be it's gonna be a group effort to replace Bud Dupree. No one's gonna get the you know ninety three percent of snaps that Bud Dupree was getting in some of those games. Uh, Alex Highsmith's not ready for that, but it's gonna be mostly Alex Highsmith. We're gonna see that they they're gonna be solid. You know, I I don't think. The guys I'm just talking about. I'm not. I'm not talking about how they're defending the run. I'm saying who's going to replace Bud Dupree because the reason I'm saying that is Chris Wormley is really solid in run defense. Alex Highsmith is really solid in run defense. So I think the run defense is going to be okay uh, because even though they're not quite Bud Dupree, they're very good. That's what. That's what I'm saying. Um, so everyone listening on the podcast side, we are going to jump into our first break. So make sure you click over to part two. Everyone uh, hanging out on YouTube, just sit tight. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.